What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we're going to talk about all about Thursday night's football game and about the rest of the games for Sunday and Sunday night and Monday night. Get you all set up for this week. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex the Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. People. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, exciting, and exhilarating episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co host, Live and Direct. With much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, BFAs? Good morning. Happy, happy Friday. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> happy Friday. Friday. Okay. Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Oh, God. <laughs> You want to keep going? Well, <laughs> happy Friday for those that have the weekend off. We know, don't. We well, don't. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I do. You do. That's that, that because I, you already knew this before when, when we started working at the restaurant together that, uh, you know, I, uh, I have a string of weddings to go to. I never met a person <clears throat> with so many weddings to go to in my life in a span of like two or three months. I went to already, what, uh, hold on, three, four. Exactly. I went to four already. Four. I got five more in so, a row, in weekly, in a row. Five straight weeks of weddings. Wow. That's a wedding marathon. You know what's funny? So it's like, so it, it, and it's all people from the neighborhood, right? Or like whatever, Woodside related people that are getting married, right? Uh, and the last one I got capital off is in Mexico. Shout out to uh, Melly and Johnny getting married in Mexico. And I'm going out there. So it's like all Woodside related, all these uh, weddings from where I'm from in Woodside, Queens. And I'm one of the, Few, if not the only one that is invited and going to all the weddings. So, like, for example, like my friend tonight, like tomorrow, I got my wedding for uh, my boy John Riley. Shout out to John Riley and uh, Summer. So, I'm going to their wedding. And then the week after, I'm going to my friend Labamba's wedding. But some people from John's wedding are not invited to Labamba's wedding. But I'm really cool with Labamba. So, I'm going to Labamba's wedding. So, it's like, you know what I mean? Like some people. You're really cool with him, or you're just the coolest person. Really in cool this with Labamba. With Labamba. Lambaba. Labamba. Lambamba. His name is Tom. All right. We call him Labamba. <laughs> la 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 Bamba. Yeah, that's not the la, reason la, why. La, la, la Bamba. That's not, not the scene. No, 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 no. It wasn't an invitation to sing. All right. No, but that's that's what it reminds me of when you say Labamba. Ay la 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 Bamba. La Lamba. I don't. Okay. <laughs> you know, I forgot. You, know, you, you had your goes. shot to, to yeah. shine. Yeah, please don't invite me to a karaoke, please. Oh no, 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 no! You're coming to karaoke. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> well, the words will be right in front of you. Uh, no, I'll still butcher the whole. It doesn't matter. Thing. You have no, you have no trace of like self consciousness. Like as, as we, as you, as do I. Like you and I hardly get embarrassed. So yeah, that's uh, that's what bodes well for us in life. Our sense of humor. Um. Uh, anyhow. So, uh, lots to talk about about yesterday and about um, 
Oh, what a game yesterday. And uh, today, so once again, we're here to set you up all for, you know, your redraft leagues and uh, your dynasty leagues that you set up in your daily sports. And also, once again, just wanted to shout out again, Overlay DFS. We want to shout them out again. Um, it, it's, it really is a fantastic platform. Like, we're happy to be working with them. And, and it, you know, shout out to Ira over there. And it's, it really is a really, really cool platform. And, and you, you know, you still think that this week, though, that James White really scored more than Sony Michelle against the Dolphins. We're going to get into that game a little bit more. But you really think that's really going to happen? Yeah, there's a possibility. See, and that's how we'll figure it out. If, you know, we, we're going to play overlay this week. We're yeah. going to play on overlay, and then we're going to see who's right about that, and we're going to see who, you know, wins the most. But it's true. So, it's you know, once again, to remind you about overlay is that if you're sick and tired of FanDuel and DraftKings and you start losing, I mean, not those sites, but to lose in those sites to those sharks that have over 100 lineups in each contest. And overlay DFS has a new revolutionary sit-start game for fantasy sports, which I said is fantastic for not only the newcomers, but also for like the experts or like the people who are very genuinely involved in fantasy, like you and I, to just have like a quick way of playing it, like just something like this. Like I say that Sony Michelle's going to do better, and you're like I say James White. So this is a great way to just play something in simple like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like the way it works is that you just decide who will score more fantasy points between the two players in their respective matchups, and you make your twelve picks in the matchup options listed. For example, for NFL Week Two. It's Tom Brady versus Phillip Rivers, and then you think that Tom Brady, and I think Phillip Rivers, and then Sony Michelle versus James White. Which you think James White, and I say Sony Michelle, and you got to pick between either who you think's gonna have more points in that uh, Eagles Falcons game. Which one of the birds quarterbacks gonna have more? It's gonna be Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan. Which you say Wentz, and I say Matt Ryan. And then also in that, and also in the game between, um, oh wait, no, the Eagles playing. Oh yeah, they are playing. And then also just all you got to think who's gonna have more: Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins between those two. Crazy wide receiver. Give me Hopkins all day. You got to go with me on this one. No, that one I go with you. <laughs> okay. That's hey. the only one we agree on. So, um, so yeah. So then, you know, it's just you got to just pick about which one is going to just do better. So you go to overlaydfs.com. Uh, if you finish in the top 10% of the field, you win nine times your buy-in. If you go a perfect 12-0, and 0, win the progressive bonus of over $25,000. Week one's money winners win eight and four. And I'm not going to lie, yesterday when I was saying this, I said 0-4. I'm not that smart. You know that. All right, so let's just be real out there. Remember, the whole premise of the show is the everyday fantasy sports player. Uh, you know, not fantasy experts. We're not here to say that we're experts and you'll definitely dominate your draft and dominate your league. No, we feel like we're pretty good at this, and we feel like we could help you out, and we just want to talk about it. But... I messed up yesterday with that. They didn't go 0 and 4. They went 8 and 4. And they won nine times their buy in. Uh, they have buy ins of all levels. If no one hits the perfect 12 and 0 uh, record, the progressive bonus keeps growing and rolling over. It's like the super contest, but for DFS. Don't get shut out. Visit www.overlaydfs today. So, you know, it's, uh, it's just that simple. You pick correctly, you get a W. You pick wrong, you get a loss. That's it. Just finish within the top 10%, and you will get nine times your buy-in. And like I said, you know, if you go 12-0, and 0, get the progressive bonus of $25,000. I could use $25,000. Can you? Heck, yes. I could use that right now. I thought you right now just If I get $25,000, i am walking out. I thought for comedic purposes <laughs> right now, you were just going to say, like, eh, no, I'm good. Yeah, right. Twenty five thousand. Give me twenty five thousand right now, bro. What'd you spend that twenty five thousand on? Not here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you son of a gun. Uh, I'm not sure what I'll do with twenty five. That's your business. It, it, it'll, it'll go. If I go to Vegas, it's done. Like, in a matter of hours. <laughs> Typical. Typical. 
Typical. I was like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas with it. Yeah. And then it's I'm, like, just, uh, I'm better on black. You ever hear that? that and that. then <laughs> I just lose it right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like this big okay. South Park. It's like, okay, we're going to take your money over here in the bank, and then we're going to put it into like uh, a growing CD and all this and that, and it's gone. That's how they do it over there. Anyways, uh, so let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on in the news right now. A big update that happened right before we started recording this show, which we are recording uh, this show. Uh, we started about like 1040 uh, this morning on, uh, what is it, 12th today? Friday? Yes, yeah, thirteenth. Oh, go Friday thirteenth. There you go. I Friday the thirteenth. Right. Jason is going to get you. And Antonio Brown looks like he is going to play. He will not <laughs> be on the commissioner's exemplist, Antonio Brown. Um, so reading about this update with Antonio Brown at this point, the NFL would not place Antonio Brown on the commissioner's exemplist as there is no criminal investigation making him eligible to play Sunday versus the Miami Heat. That is what they're saying. Uh, the NFL has opened its own investigation, which will include interviews with Antonio Brown and his accuser. This was reported by Adam Schefter at 1035 this morning. Uh, also, just it's always, always good to say, remember, well, of course, it's always good to say, but to remind you, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Follow us on both those platforms. Uh, we're pretty quick with posting up the... You know the news. I'm. I'm pretty. I'm. I think I'm pretty good for it for just being a. You know, one person that that makes those pictures. Yeah, because you don't know how to use Adobe Spark, do you? No, no. You do good graphics with that. Yeah, I like, I like your updates. So you're, that that's your excuse for me, right? Where you're kind of like the whole thing. Like, no, no, no. You do such a good job of it. You, you, you do. Continue, it. continue. It's great. It's like in the office when Ryan talks to Pam. It's like you know, like. I couldn't build a car, but I could run GM. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Really? It sounds like one is better than the other. It's like. <laughs> no, you continue doing that. I do what I'm great at, and that's making my picks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're on fire today, you. I don't like it. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, Antonio Brown is. Uh, Playing. Got look well, he's eligible to play. So, we're going to talk about that as we get into the game a little more. Let's give a little bit more of the injury updates. Joe Mixon, good sign. Back at practice today. Whoa. Back at practice today, Joe Mixon. So uh, that's a good sign for him <clears throat> that we were all worried about. And like I said, uh, A.J. Green was running on the treadmill, which me personally, I have such really, really bad ankles. Like, shout out to my boy, Ferg. Uh, you can follow him also, the personal trainer, at Ferg underscore training. Uh, he's been on the show before. Great supporter of the show. Great friend of the show, Stephen Ferguson. But I remember he, I went to him one time for like a workout. And he did this assessment with my ankles. I told him that's why I like the most like injuries I had. And he looks at me and he goes like, yeah, you should never do like squats or anything. Your ankles are just completely messed up. Like, cause you're never going to be able to do things the, the, the right way. Even sit-ups. He was telling me I got to do sit-ups a different way. Cause my ankles are like so messed up that the way I, when I put my feet on even sit up, it's like when my feet are on the ground that it's not aligned perfectly my ankles so my hips end up doing more of the work for me to sit up because my body's not like perfectly aligned so I have to like I, I kind of do a sit up now in a diamond shape and I do feel a difference because it releases more of the pressure because of my legs are just so like not placed properly because of my bad ankles something like that he was saying that it helps that it, you can do it leg raises though right well, yeah, but I'm saying like when my ankle, when my feet planted completely on the floor, yeah, no, no. Like, like, come on, man, making things difficult. Anyways, the point was that if I'm on a treadmill, I'm like for two minutes, I could run on the basketball court. I'll be fine. But if I'm on a treadmill for like two minutes or something like that, I'll, uh, I, I, you'll be done. I feel like my ankles about to snap. I just feel like, I feel like it's expanding. So 
He's running on a treadmill, not back on the field. They're not going to rush him back in for anything. Um, certainly Shepard's still in the concussion protocol, but uh, it's a good sign. It might be, uh, looks like he might play. We're not sure yet. Uh, and uh, Jordan Reed, pretty sure, I'm not sure anybody here, he has him in any leagues, but it looks like that he is uh, doubtful to play this weekend. That's not officially that, but they're like concerned about him playing this weekend. I have him in my dynasty, so. For <laughs> no good reason at the time being. Yeah. And, at you know, the time being. And I thought I was like, I'm okay. I have OJ Howard. Nah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? Let's get right into that. Let's talk about uh yesterday's game. First of all, what are you, talking about the tight ends? What a great game by Greg Olson. Did not well, he did really good. Greg Olson, man. Wow. He's he's just doing a you know, incredible job. I you know, I thought he was done last season. Well and obviously he's uh Cam Newton's safety valve. You know, he he led the team in targets. In receptions and in yards. <laughs> well, shout out, shout out to Bobby Spina. Um, <clears throat> it's funny he interacts with us a lot on Twitter, and when I posted a picture on Twitter on BFB podcast about Greg Olson being um, active, and then he wrote how active. <laughs> he wrote back how active. Yeah, how active. So it was like, and I was, and then I wrote, and I see, I didn't see it until after the game, after I got home, and then I'm sitting on the ball looking through, looking through Twitter, and then I just write like. Well, there's a lot more active than we both expected to be. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's why we have uh, Kento, another, you know, Kento Kashi. He wrote about He's like, damn, Greg Olson, 17 points. I'll take that any day from Greg Olson. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, give me that all day. Yeah, from Greg Olson especially, you expect a lot less. So that that's what happens sometimes when you tamper your expectations of a player that you play. I mean, granted, it obviously does nothing for the outcome. It just does for your... Uh, the way you react to the outcome. You know what I mean? If you have like a really low expectation, like, like I, not for nothing because of the play of Jameis Winston was so poor. I had such a low expectation for, I wouldn't say low, just not as good as an expectation for Chris Godwin, who you adore. I, you do, and I Rich. adore him. Look at him. Yeah. You and Rich and Pedro both adore him. But, um, so I'm not gonna say, I, I, I thought he was going to put maybe like a 14 to 17 point game. And he ended up giving me 26 point two. Okay, 26.2, whatever, man. Oh, point one. sorry about that. Point uh, one. Aha, see? <laughs> so it's, um, but uh, yeah, so like, but because of, I had an expectation for him to do worse when he did better, I was like, oh, all right, great, you know, but that same thing, like when you expect Christian McCaffrey to also, it's never good to expect your players going to go for 40 points a game, like Christian McCaffrey went for like 42 or 44 last week, something like that, and then he puts up 7.3. You know what I mean? Like, it's never good when you expect Christian McCaffrey to put up that much numbers. And he puts that, he's going to just like, you know what? Uh, I saw also on Twitter yesterday, I, I don't remember exactly the page, but it was another like person who talks about fantasy football, another social media fantasy footballist. And he posted a DMs about somebody cursing him out. It's like, I played Christian McCaffrey because you told me to. He sucks. You suck. You give terrible advice. What's wrong with these people? I know, right? Like, first of all, you can't consider sitting Christian McCaffrey. You cannot. He's and by the end of the season, he could possibly end up being the number one fantasy player, non quarterback, non quarterback, of course, in the season. You know, like, come on, gotta, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being the, the number one fantasy football player, even over quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. You know, like you know, there's. There's going to be bad games, you know. If anything, well, this is an this, atrocious game for Christian McCaffrey. That hurts for anybody. I mean, but you know, Devontae Adams put me seven points last week too. Still, I mentioned yesterday that hey, Tampa Bay's Buccaneers defense might be better than what people think. And look, you know, they they did pretty good job with uh, against 
uh, you know, uh, Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey to contain Christian McCaffrey to, you know, the output that he had last yesterday, it's it's pretty good job that they did, you know? So what would... And you know what it is? I blame a lot of what happened to Christian McCaffrey. I blame a, I blame it on two things. This is what I blame on Christian McCaffrey on two things. Uh-huh. One, Cam Newton, obviously. He looked terrible. He looked really, really, really bad. He's playing hurt. I, th- I think he's playing hurt. All right, all right. Let's just say he's playing hurt. Whatever it is, does that yeah. mean he's still not looking playing really bad? No, no. He's, okay, so it doesn't yeah. matter what the reason is. He's just playing bad. Yeah, you could say he's playing hurt. Oh, okay. You know what? Then let's give him extra fancy points for that. No, it's it doesn't matter what the reason is. He's playing terrible, and not for nothing. Also, there was a lot of pressure on him. I saw the uh, the, the second year, um, the sophomore uh, professional player Vita Via, that they they drafted in the first round last year. The Bucks just all the time. Every time I looked up, you know, I was working yesterday, but every time I looked at the screen, I saw him like almost like all over Cam Newton. It was just. He just did not look good. I mean, he had, I think, uh, I, I remember if it was Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, towards the last couple of seconds of the game, the last few minutes of the game, you know, wide open in the end zone, under through it. You know, he just did not look good, Cam Newton, at all. So I blame Christian McCaffrey's performance like that. Because remember, he only had his one catch. And yeah. that's where Christian McCaffrey thrives more than a runner is as a pass catcher. You know what I mean? He catches the ball and then he gains a lot of yards out of it, and he's great at it. He's better off at catching the ball than making his moves as opposed to just getting the ball. That's making, even though he's really good at just being handed off the ball and then killing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's better at catching the ball than making his moves. Yeah, he had two catches yesterday. For yeah, two, six, excuse yeah, me. For oh, yeah, he got yards. one like late at the end, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, they're trying to get for the first down too, I, which to me is it was cumbersome. Like, why won't you run it with – their your best threat and that's Cam Newton. Or at least CMC through the middle. Like you know, like for them to get that first yard or uh, first down, it, it Yo, you're talking about like, the last play yeah, now. It, they, they got too they got too, I don't know, cute with it, you know? So that that's my other point is that I also blame uh Norv Turner. As great as a play caller he is, he runs a really good offense, Norv Turner, he's really good. But he, he did not look sharp yesterday. He did not look smart. It didn't look like he made pretty good decisions. So that was definitely uh, something, some questionable calls. Like, why would you go with a sweep play when you don't need a yard? You don't necessarily need a touchdown. You still had a minute and a half. There's something wrong if you scored the touchdown within, like, the last, like, 30 seconds of the game. It gives less time for the Buccaneers to try to score against you as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, a minute in football is a long time. You know what I mean? Not a long time, but it's a, a lot of time a minute in football. It could go a long way, you know? That is true. So it's it's... I don't know why he had to go for that 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 sweep route, you know, you know, hike it to CMC, two handed off, then to run the sweep. Like I didn't, uh, yeah, I, they I got didn't too cute. That. And uh, not for nothing, uh, with the Buccaneers as far as the defense, uh, Shaquille Barrett, he had an awesome game. He had three sacks yesterday. He he looks like the real deal. Uh, Todd Bowles, you know, he is the defensive coordinator there, so he might have changed a lot of that, you know, the perception we have for the Buccaneers defense. So. I say you have to temper, you know, like in the future when you have a matchup against the Bucks, because I feel like, you know, their defense is a lot better than last season. So don't think about the Buccaneers of last season of old. Uh, you got to look at these last two games. They played a decent Niners game, uh, team. And, you know, I know Cam Newton is struggling, but look what they did with CMC. And, uh, you know, you, you have to take that, you know, you have to consider that as well for the future. It's, I take it with a grain of salt because they because Cam Newton didn't allow CMC to do what he does, which is play as a pass catcher. He caught two passes. 
Yeah. That that's not what you know. That's not where CMC shines. He only caught two passes. That's not where he shines. Anyway, and that's I think it's a lot of poor performance from Cam Newton. But then again, Cam Newton was getting pressured a lot, so that has something to do with it somewhat. Hey, but uh, you know, uh, I I you know, as far as the wide receivers, you know, both both wide receivers, D, uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, they they had a good amount of targets. Fourteen targets for DJ Moore. 12 targets for Curtis Samuel. Well, look they, at that. That's a total of 26 targets out to their wide receivers where a majority of that used to go to, went to, with nobody know to go to CMC. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they might have been changing, you know, they're changing maybe their approach to the offense as well. You know, CMC is still going to be involved regardless, you know, but it just might have been the game plan uh, or, the you know, reacting to how the Bucks are approaching them on the defensive side that they started just throwing it to they're whiteouts. Well, it didn't work you for know, them. Well, then, you know, if you had DJ Moore, you're happy with, you know, the, the yeah, but didn't work for the win for them. You know, they no. don't care about getting us our fantasy I points. I know. I know. I'm, no. I'm, well, I'm just looking at fantasy, bro. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it was a bad game. Good game for Chris Godwin, your boy. Yep. As There's- bad as Peyton Barber looked, he still did a good game. He was in. The, he gets involved a lot. He got involved a lot more than Ronald Jones, which I want to talk about Ronald Jones being more involved. Yeah, I know. I mentioned Ronald Jones is out of the the kitty litter here. Uh, Ronald Jones is probably the the running back that will score the points, but ended up being Peyton Barber. He he had a decent showing, you know, and but he didn't still didn't play all that great. He got you know he had a fumble and the safety in the end zone, yeah, but the safety this is not his fault. If anything, you know whose fault that was? OJ Howard. <laughs> Oh, so you th- is that why he blew the block on the, on the other play later on? Yeah, he's he's been blowing some blocks. I don't know. Um, when you hit the dive button when you posted that <laughs> on Madden. Check it out on our Twitter. When you hit the dive button by accident on Madden. This looked like... No, that was Peyton he Barber, looked like, I know, I was saying Brandon Barber. It looks like he just threw himself on the floor on purpose away from the runner, you know? Yeah. But uh, OJ Howard, you know how many targets he had? None. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I'm very concerned now. I'm just I'm laughing because you took OJ Howard. Like, ah, oh, damn it. Flex took Evan Ingram in the draft this round. I guess I'll take OJ Howard. Yeah, I panicked and I was like, ah, I'm going to take OJ Howard. And then immediately. I wasn't I high on OJ Howard. Like, I get it talent wise, but I wasn't big on him. I immediately regret, regretted it. I was like, damn. But uh, I'm not mad because man. I have him in no leagues, but I'm playing against him in one this week. So I'm not you, that mad about you're, that. You're, you're happy. You're ecstatic with that zero. He's like, yes, it's, it's zero it's, it's also It's also a league where I'm missing Tyreek Hill, so it helps me. And then that team, one of, one of the teams I'm missing Tyreek Hill, it helps me a little bit there. Yeah, so, you know, right now I just scooped up Chris Herndon, you know. Yeah, I, I, you mentioned that yesterday. It's a really smart thing to do. If you have somebody like O.J. Howard, or even if you're worried about somebody like Vance McDonald, get Chris Herndon. Uh, what, what were you saying about that? Go ahead. No, nah, well, especially now that Quincy Anua is out for the year. Uh I know people expect Jamison Crowder to get, you know, the high volume of targets, but, you know, you need a big guy who, um, you know, could, who, who could run the routes in the middle and also for the red zone. And uh, this guy, you know, he showed some good sign last season, the last uh, the last stretch of the the four games, five games that he played with Sam Darnold, although Sam Darnold's out for a while. <laughs> but um, even with Trevor Simeon, you know, use Simeon, right? Simeon. Yeah, so even with Trevor Simeon, um, you know, tight ends are usually, you know, th- these quarterbacks are usually dependent to tight ends, and uh, Chris Herndon might, you know, excel. You know, especially if you have O.J. Howard, you have to look at what other tight end might possibly break out or have a decent showing the rest of the season. Because right now with Bruce Arena's uh, offense, 
you know, he's known not to utilize the tight ends, and it's shorn in the first two games with O.J. Howard. So I, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting to drop O.J. Howard. Do not do that. But look of how to salvage that position. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Hernandez is definitely a smart pickup because he should be available in your league. Another guy's available that should be available in your league that you can look into probably, not for nothing, um, Eric Ebron. Listen, I know it doesn't sound great, especially with the you know what he did last week, but he did drop a uh, pass in the end zone, so that's more on him. But um, regardless, he's put up more numbers than OJ Howard. <laughs> he's going to this weekend. It looks like one catch put up more numbers than OJ Howard. Yeah. Standard or PPR, he will put up more numbers than OJ Howard with one catch. Um, Jameis yeah. Winston, he had a, you know uh, uh, as far as uh, fantasy production, he didn't have a great game, but you know if you look at just the stats as a quarterback, he did all right. You know, he had a Q, uh, a Q, uh, quarterback rating of one, 103.4, you know, with a QB, QBR of 54.9. It was a boring game for the most part till that very end when, you know, like they're like six points away. All their points came from the kicker. <laughs> it's like in the, you know, they, they're just a couple of yards away from tying up the game. Now, and then you don't know if they're going to go for two-point conversion, the extra kick to go into overtime. Like, all right, now it's getting exciting. And then it's like, ah, that didn't really end that exciting. Yeah, no. Uh, Thursday night football games are, you know, they're for the most part, they're not that great because these guys are, you know, only have three days to recover for the most part. And it's hard. It's hard for them, you know. But uh, anyway, that's there's that. Uh, Chris Godwin, wide receiver one. Mike Evans, wide receiver two. <laughs> It's not going to stay like that for a long. It's going to stay like that, bro. Nah, man. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Let's talk about these 4 o'clock games that are going on on Sunday. We'll pick up where we left off from yesterday. All right, so this is a big – So that, no, not really the big game, but, you know, things to talk about, about the whole Antonio Brown situation because people are knowing what to do with it. What about it? Let's talk about the Patriots and the Dolphins. So basically this, if Antonio Brown plays, I'm going to play him. And I get it. These are the question marks. How quickly is he going to get involved into the Patriots offense? You still got Josh Gordon there who's been there longer, who's gonna take away the, who's gonna take away the targets. You still got um Julian Edelman, who's his role, which we both feel I think that you agree with me, is gonna be safe. You yeah. know, Tom Brady loves him, Tom Brady trusts him, Tom Brady's gonna find him. Julian Edelman's gonna do what Julian Edelman does. He's gonna get you more or less about like five to six receptions for more or less about like 75, 80 yards. You know what I mean? And with the upside of a touchdown here and there. You know what I mean? He's yes. going to do what he does. He's a PPR machine. So Julian Edelman is still going to be saved. James White may get hurt a little because there's a lot of things in the run game. And I feel like in this game, especially, this is why I think James White's going to get hurt a little. It's I think this game is going to be another thing like with the Dolphins and the Ravens. If Lamar Jackson could light up the Ravens, the, the Dolphins, with you know the wide receiver core that he has, I can only imagine what the smart Tom Brady could do. And it's not like Lamar Jackson did on the ground. He only rushed three times. Tom Brady's not a rushing quarterback. He's a pocket quarterback, and he has all this plethora of weapons over there, like just a crazy arsenal of weapons over there now in New England. So I just think he's going to torch up the Dolphins. An embarrassment of riches. Yes. Riches? That's how you say it? I guess. I don't know. I guess it's as good as yours. So um, Something like that. <laughs> so it's like he's going to just destroy them, and I think it's going to be no need to throw the ball to James White, which is, once again, James White is another player. Like Christian, McC like Christian McCaffrey could do both good on the ground and in the passing game. He does better in the passing game than he does on the ground, but James White doesn't do that well on the ground for the most part at all. His game is totally from the passing game. That's where his whole threat is. It's, it's all from the passing game. 
I don't think there's going to be much need to do that. Uh, you and I both agree that Rex Burkhead here could be a very sneaky play. Yes. Before we get into that, just finish with the Antonio Brown thing. So with all those question marks about, you know, uh, you know, the stress going on with his accusation in his life, uh, how quickly he's going to get involved in a new offense, going against a very easy com- uh, competition against the Miami Dolphins where they may not even need him that much because, honestly, they could just sit Antonio Brown if they wanted to and they'll do fine. They don't have to play Antonio Brown to win this game. They don't have to. No, but he's, he's definitely going to uh, start playing because he has to get the, you know, I guess. Well, he's not the, definitely going to start playing. He's he's going to play this game. He's, he's I don't know how allowed to play. It's not yeah. saying that he's going to play. Well, okay, if he does play. And I think you, you, you have to wait till game time, right? Because they're going to announce. Because there is a possibility that the, that the, you know, the Patriots do say, hey, listen, we don't need you to win this game, and the last thing we want for you is to get hurt over there from something dumb against us, a game like the Dolphins. So, you know, just we'll sit you out this I game. Think, I think he's they could the even tell Tom, they could even tell Tom Brady, to like, yo, Tom Brady, play. sit this one down. Sit this one down. He's You're good. going to play. They gave him a lot of money. No, he's no, no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. I agree with you that I think he's going to play. We can't just say that he's going to play because then if we're wrong, we're going to look like morons. Okay. So I believe also he's going to play, but I'm not over here saying 100% that he's going to because this is the biggest worry about it because it's not saying that he's officially going to play. They say he's eligible to play. Listen, I, I you know, I work for the New England Patriots. Oh, I know. God. <laughs> this is where we get sued. Nah, nah but... um. He's most likely going to play. I believe he's most likely going to play. And it's a good, perfect opportunity for him to start creating that bond with Tom Brady. Obviously, obviously he doesn't know the playbook yet, right, and the verbiage. But, you know, once they call the plays, Tom Brady's going to tell him, hey, listen, there's going to be a quick slant five or, you know, here, do a button hook, et cetera. He just needs to get the feel of the game, get get those reps in. He needs to get those reps, not only in practice, but also in game time. Just like what they did with Josh Gordon last season. If you remember, they plugged him, him they plugged Josh Gordon in right away and they started playing him. The one that I feel like as as far as all the the, the wide receivers that play for the Patriots that is gonna lose the snaps is gonna be Philip Dorsett. Who had a of course, yeah, who, no, who, who had a tremendous game last week? So listen, Antonio Brown. He seems like he he seems like he's going to play this week. You know, there's there's a high probability that he's going to play, and he's going to you know he's I don't know about the snaps how many he's going to get, but he's going to get a good amount. And if he does play, you have to play him. No, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. You. Because of there's, there's I there is more question marks on Antonio Brown this week than there is like pros. There's more cons. The cons are that, like I said, they're going against the Dolphins. How much do they really want to give him for this brand new offense where they don't even need him to win? Philip Dorsett played great. They might even just say we're going to give Philip Dorsett another chance this week, so they just send it out. They're going to have such a lead where game script's going to take Antonio Brown out the game. You know what I mean? Like this all and they have and they have Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, James White, and all these other players to throw the ball too. These are all cons against uh Brown this weekend because of the fact it's such an easy matchup against the Dolphins. If it was against another defense like the Rams, then it's like you gotta, you know, James, you know, Antonio Brown has to be involved to beat a team like the Rams. You know what I mean? 
So, or, or even against like the chiefs where, you know, their offense is going to be so good that they have to keep up with it. You know what I mean? So with that being said, there's a lot of question marks against them, but the pros are simply he's just Antonio Brown and he's just Tom Brady. That is enough to be at the same level as the cons. Those are the pros. It's Antonio Brown and Tom Brady. And that's enough to just, you know, to almost hold the same amount of weight as the cons do. So listen, if Antonio Brown gets you five catches for 60 yards and maybe one of them's a touchdown, even gets you three catches for 60 yards on a touchdown. I think if Antonio Brown gets you like 15 points this week, I'm fine with that. All right. If, if you're concerned or you're thinking about if, is, if the question is, is Antonio Brown going to be a wide receiver one? I say the likelihood of that happening is very slim, right? Okay. I say that, but okay. Can he be a wide receiver too, or really good flex? Yes. Okay. All right. You're talking about playing against a very poor Miami Dolphins defense, and he's not even the first option for the New England Patriots. Not maybe not yet, but he will be. At this moment, he's not. Right. So, is the Dolphins going to be double teaming Antonio Brown like he was with when he was playing for the Steelers? Right. No. Because you still it's Antonio got, Brown. If if I'm a defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, the one I'll be worried about is Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon, because at least they have the rapport with Tom Brady. So Antonio Brown. One thing we know is if he's going to be man to man with like the second best cornerback or third, he's going to be burning them all day, and all you, all you need is that one simple post route where he burns that 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 defender. And Tom Brady sees that, and boom, there's your 60 yard with a touchdown. Just like Philip Dorsett did last week. At, at, you know, at the end of the day, if if the Patriots could do what the Ravens did, then you'll be very happy because look what you know his cousin Marquise Brown did, and look all the points he did, and a bunch of Ravens put up a bunch of points. So if it goes that way, where they just keep their all their studs on the floor to go against the Dolphins like that, then you know, hey, did, did, then maybe he'll put up some points. But I, I'll tell you this much: if he's playing, I'm playing him. Yeah, there you go. So, but I get the question marks on it. Uh, we both agree that Rex Perkett could be a sneaky play here in this game because of the fact that game script might just uh, be in his favor. So they might just. Uh, that's why uh, Sony Michaud I think is going to be more than James White because I think they're going to want to run the ball a little more. I think it's going to work out in his favor a little more. Sony Michaud and James White's game script. Yeah, his game like- script for James White works a lot more when they like uh, have a tough matchup. I really like Rex Burkhead in uh, big tournament uh, DFS leagues. So he's, yeah, he, DFS he, definitely. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a sneaky guy that you could play that you get in at a low cost, and especially in the big DFS tournaments pools. I'm yeah. not playing any dolphin in this game. Really? None. 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 Cam Drake? No. Yeah, I played James Conner. Look how that worked out for me against the Patriots. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but they're playing in Miami. Oh Ho- yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Let me, oh yeah! Let me put no. No. The Dolphin fans don't even want to be there. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, about the news in Miami, I forgot to mention this. Did you hear about this news that's going on in Miami? What's going on in Miami? Will Smith came out with the remix for Miami. Welcome wow. to Miami. Wow. No, stop. 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 Thank you, though. I'm, I'm glad you brought me back to that. I just can't believe you went there. And in Miami, where the heat is on. I'm aware. I'm aware of the song. to Miami. Bienvenidos Okay, 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 okay. Move on. So, um... All right, so this is a real thing. Bang Bros. 
submitted ten bang brothers. Bang bang bros. Bang bros. Bang bros. The the, the yes, no, the no bang por- bus, the porn industry, yes. Yes, yes. Submitted okay. ten million dollar naming rights to bid for the Miami Heat Arena, which was the American Airlines Arena. That's not happening. <laughs> They, they, this is true. You can see their statement because we officially submitted our $10 million bid for the naming rights of the Miami Heat Arena. We wish to thank American Airlines for the past support of the Miami Heat. We intend to change the name to Bang Bros Center, <laughs> a.k.a. the BBC. This is a real Bang Bro cares. Hashtag Bang Bros cares. This is a real, real thing. There's a picture on it. I'm going to post it up on our website. That's a proposal, though, right? That's the proposal. It's a, yeah, yeah. They, they proposed to name it the Bang Bros Center, the BBC. Uh, it's not gonna be approved. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm town. gonna post this picture. There's like a little mock-up done of the Bang Bros logo of the it bus is. with the little bat wings on it on top of the American Airlines Arena thing. This is a legit thing. This is not a joke. This is real. Bang Bros. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, they do a lot of their filming work in Miami, too. Yeah, well, they have a big production company over there. Oh, my <laughs> God. Miami. What a, what, what, a, what a town. What a town Miami is. What a city. Uh, I, I, Dade I County to Wade County to Lade County now. Lade <laughs> Look at that. County. Yeah, Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, let's just, just, hey, just a suggestion. You know, do not get on any random bus. <laughs> The bus to the Bank Bro Center leaves now. Yeah. Tell my wife, baby, we're going to the game. There's a bus leaving there. The Bank Bro Center. The bus. bus. Yeah. That'd be great taking my wife there. So real freaking comfortable now. Next episode, I'll take her there. Next episode, I'll talk about my divorce. You know, that shuttle bus is going to be popping. Jesus Christ. Compose yourself. Oh, God. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, sure, you need another second there, doggy. <laughs> I just, I don't know, just that shuttle, <laughs> that shuttle bus, that bankroll shuttle bus to the Miami, <laughs> to the Miami game. Porno is very comical to you, isn't it? It yeah, seems yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's uh, it, it <laughs> definitely hits a, a certain party of your body, but more like the funny bone part of your body. It appears, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, Anyway, I know we're not touching. We know your sense of humor. I know now. you're not touching any Miami Dolphins uh, player. Um, uh, there'll be a lot of touching going on if it's called the Bang Bro Center <laughs> <laughs> over there, Miami. But, but uh, no, I'm not touching any of the Miami Dolphins. No, I'm not playing any of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> but uh, this show is taking the, a turn for the worse. <laughs> there's two players I, I recommend. Uh, just put it on your watch list. Uh, Preston Williams, the rookie. Wide receiver. Watch list, I would put him on. Yeah, I'd put yeah. Preston Williams definitely in the watch list. And, you know, Devontae Parker. Oh, man. God. He had a decent show in the last game. I am so happy this guy dropped Phillip Rivers over Devontae Parker. <laughs> I picked up Phillip Rivers, and he, my Kirk Cousins my quarterback. I did not like this matchup this week. So, yeah, happy no. to have Phillip Rivers playing. I don't care if he has a lack of weapons. Still, Phillip Rivers, I think, is a better quarterback. So, have these two players on your watch list and uh, just uh, monitor their performance. You know, um, I think uh, as far as season play, they they might be some relevance. This is pretty funny too. Now, so uh, the Patriots are playing at Miami, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're playing at Miami." Kendrick Drake's gonna you should play Kendrick Drake, right? Yeah, no, Vegas has them that the Patriots are the favorite by nineteen. Yes, and a whole a on a, as an away team by nineteen. That's a lot of points. Still give me, the, still give me that they'll cover the Patriots. <laughs> uh, Dolphins are covering the points. Mm. Hey, one thing we know is that uh, 
the new Dolphins head coach, you know, he was a defensive coordinator for the Patriots. So he knows what type of scheme to draw up. He was it? Yeah. Offensive. Fl- Flores. Pl- no, when? the offense. The Wait, offense when? Is- when was Flores that? It was always uh, that fat guy with the beard that's on the Lions. No, I forgot. bro. Look it up, bro. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Wow. All right, look. Well, who, who do you got this game? Give me the Dolphins covering. Dolphins points is too much at home. But you know, but you definitely know the Patriots are winning, though. Oh, pff, come on. That's like a... You got the over, the under is 48. Give me the over. Over. Okay, cool. I'm going to have the Patriots covering this and winning, and I'm also going to take the over. All right, oh. so let's move on. Uh, Chiefs at the Rams. Uh, I mean, Chiefs at the Raiders, excuse me. Chiefs at the Raiders over here. Um, Pat Mahomes, I'm never going to tell you not to play him, especially in this matchup, Jesus Christ. So Pat Mahomes, you play uh, not for nothing. This, I kind of like Derek Carr this game. I kind of do. I think he did pretty well last week. It looked like the offense was moving pretty well. He was connecting a lot. I like Derek Carr this week. I'm not mad at that. Look what Ray Finkel did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, exactly. So, AKA um, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Gardner Minhu. Minhu. Ray Finkel. Um, yeah, look, he, he had a decent showing, you know, as, as, especially with uh, fantasy points, you know. So Derek Carr, yeah, you could play him at home. He's a good streaming option. Also, um, in this game, as far as in the Kansas City Chiefs side, I'm playing LaShawn McCoy in my standard league. I'm nah, playing him. Nah. Yeah, I think he's going to do pretty good. Uh, I had Darius Geis, and I lost him. So LaShawn McCoy is the next player up for me. And I'm going to start him with confidence. It was either him or DJ Moore. And, uh, you know, this is a standard league, so I, I'm going with LeSean McCoy here. Uh, Damian Williams is still liking this because regardless of the fact of, um, you know, whatever the, you know, Damian Williams still played more. Damian Williams is involved more in the passing game. Uh, I see it for the foreseeable future to still be that way. They still like Damian Williams. They're not saying they never. They're not committed to Damian Williams being the guy. So if any given Sunday it changes, I just don't think it's going to be this Sunday. Damian Williams is still a safe play for me here. Um, pretty much any of the Chiefs, of course. You know, like Sammy Watkins, known as you know in fantasy football as Lizard King. Uh, you know, you play him. Um, which and like I said, it, listen, it, it, Sammy Walk is like another Will Fuller to me. Play him while you can because it is almost inevitable. At least the track record shows that he is going to get hurt. So play him while you can. Um, also, now, I love Josh Jacobs here. One of my fantasy crushes. Thank God I changed that at the end. I'm very happy about it. He killed last week. Uh, he was the first player last week since Damian Tomlinson in 2001 with 100 yards from scrimmage and two rushing scores in his first NFL game. Uh, this is a pretty good matchup, not for nothing. Uh, he's going to have like a strong high RB2 to an RB1. I mean, I think another RB1 a week, hopefully, because of the you know, offense is going to really run around him. Uh, I think he's going to be evolved a little more in the passing game as well as time comes on as a future, you know, it tends to progress for him. He's going to be involved more in the passing game. Kansas City has allowed 4.96 yards per carry to the running backs since the start of last season. That is the highest rate in the league over this sample. So uh, I just think that he's going to be heavily involved. He's going to get a lot of work there. Maybe not every week he's going to get those 25 touches, but he's going to get enough work in this game uh, to be very fantasy relevant. I love Josh Jacobs this week. Josh Jacobs, is he seems like he's one of those 
like he's trajecting to be a bell cow, like where he's being used ninety percent yeah, or more. Uh, yeah, of yeah, the snaps. He's going to be the so, he's the bell cow for that team. So, so he's a must start regardless because he's gonna he's just gonna compile the numbers. Worst it's a case. great great matchup for him. Yeah, and uh, Darren Wall is another guy I like. I'm 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 actually sitting Vance McDonald in both the leagues. I own him. One of them for Mark Andrews, another one for Darren Waller. I mean, Mark Andrews has a great matchup as he's going against the Cardinals. Uh, you saw what T.J. Hawkinson did to the Cardinals last week. So, you know, Mark Andrews, what he did to the Dolphins. I just it's just nothing saying so far from what we know that it's not going to continue after seeing what the rookie tight end did to them. So the second year tight end Mark Andrews, who appears to be the best pass catcher on that team. Is I think it's going to light him up again. So, uh, but speaking about that because of Darren Waller, Darren Waller also they they love him over there. They've been speaking highly about him. Another ex, you know, another one person about the Baltimore Ravens used to be on that team, but he's looking really good. And they're it, it seems true from what they're saying how much they love him over there. They're really keeping him involved, and they said they're going to keep feeding him, keep feeding him, keep feeding him. I mean, hey, listen, with the loss of Antonio Brown for that team. The pass has got to go elsewhere. They're going to go to Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and Tyrell Williams. That's where it's going to go all over. So, Or like, you know, a player that you could pick up, but this is deep dynasty leagues. Keelan Doss. They re-signed the Keelan Doss. I like him over uh, Hunter Redfro. I think he's going to have more of a better career over there. He had a pretty good preseason. I had him on my watch list. All right. And, uh, hey, listen, uh, we forgot to mention Miko Harmon. Miko Harmon last week. Right, right. Last week he had uh, 78% of the snaps. So... You know, if you were one of the lucky ones that, you know, picked up Miko Hardman and you're very dry in the wide I receiver. got him in Dynasty. You got him in Dynasty, yeah. I picked drafted him up in, him. I, I picked him up in two uh, redraft leagues, so. Drafted him in Dynasty. Yeah, look at that. Hey, do you want to trade? Nope. Let's make a trade. Nope. All right. Hey, listen, so, hey, I will start Miko Hardman, you know. If, if there's uh, some wide receivers that you're kind of, you know, in doubt with, uh, you know, let's say a Marvin Jones. Would you start Marvin Jones or Miko Harmon? Probably Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones? Probably. Just because of the fact that uh, I know already what Marvin Jones, how he could be involved. Like, with Miko Harmon, it's all expectation. It's only a second NFL game. So, it's the expectations as he's, like, on the powerful offense for the second. If I wanted to take a gamble, I would take a, I would take a gamble on daily more Miko Harmon than I would with a redraft. I probably Because Marvin Jones is just, we know more about him. You know he's safe. We know he's a touchdown guy. You know, Miko Harmon could end up being a touchdown guy. I mean, I think he's too fast to be a, just a touchdown guy because he's extremely fast. But... Uh, I, I would say Marvin Jones. I think I consider Miko Harmon in in, mm. in in that situation. So yeah, Miko Harmon. It's it's a guy that you know you, you should definitely consider. You know, especially if you picked him up. You know, like and who else? Anyone else? That's it. Uh, obviously, starting Travis Kelsey. We're not. You know, there's, there's no point of mentioning him. Uh, Chiefs are also favored here as the away team by eight points. Who uh, who do you have winning? Who do you have covering the spread? Uh. I give me give me the the Raiders here getting the eight points and uh, I I could see this being over as well. All right, and you have the Chiefs winning. I'm assuming. Yeah, the Chiefs will win the game though. Okay, we got to say both members. Some people just okay. bet on who's going to win. Right. So, um, uh, I got the Chiefs winning, covering the spread, and I have the under. All right, I have the under here. Moving on right now to the Saints versus the Rams. Um. So it, you know, this is this is a game. It, it was really, really good last year. There was a lot of action in this game last year. It was a really, really fun game to watch. I was watching it during my friend, uh, you know, Rich, uh, Rich's uh, son's birthday party. RSP, yes, RSP. They had it playing during uh, Leo's birthday party. Team Godwin, We're <laughs> Team Godwin. Yes, you guys are Team Godwin. Um, so 
so yeah, so this is uh this is gonna be a lot of you know you definitely play your Drew Brees. I mean maybe there's some better options because it is a strong defense with the Rams. But the point is uh, Alvin Kamara is uh you know of course definitely play Michael Thomas, Jared Cook. We don't got to talk too much about that. You know, and you mentioned uh, remember you told me before the show that you know Alvin Kamara is 77 percent right of the snap. Yeah, yeah, he's. It, like I said, there's a reason people took him number one overall. He's still going to share some of the snaps. You know, mean you know he's not going to be the Josh Jacobs of the team, but he's going to always put up his numbers. He's going to do great. So, yeah, he's going to do good. Uh, and especially with those snaps that he's getting, seventy seven percent. He's give me some, give me some Alvin Kamara. Oh, doy, sure. doy. Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, well, um, like I'm talking about right now with the Rams. Listen, you got to watch Todd Gurley. You got to keep an eye on Todd Gurley. But I think like in the second half of last week's show, I'm the last. Uh, week's matchup that he had he was doing really well with the ball he was looking very Todd Gurley-esque he was doing really well with everything so um yeah he's I, I think he's gonna just be just fine with this I think he's gonna just take over just fine and uh he's not gonna get a bulk of the carries maybe another like 60 percent 70 70 percent like maybe the Camara, maybe but it's Malcolm Brown's gonna be involved Malcolm Brown got the two touchdowns the point with the Malcolm Brown why I make a case for him is because of the fact that Carlos Hyde behind a terrible terrible and atrocious offensive line still ran the ball really well against the Saints and they're not like that bad of a defense but Carlos Hyde I mean Duke Johnson does, does what Duke Johnson does catches the passes also runs the ball here and there but Carlos Hyde ran pretty well and he was on the team for the you know out of you know not for not that long and he against a good Saints defense and a bad offensive line. So I think that Malcolm Brown is valuable here. I think he has some value. I think more in daily than they do in redraft. But I'll give him some flex consideration depending on what your options are, depending on what your team's looking like. If you're considering Malcolm Brown over somebody else, hit me up. Once again, at BFB Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, or even on the Fantasy Life app if you're following that, which is a fantastic app to have. It gives you really quick updates on everything. Um, better Fantasy Bureau. So yeah. All right. Well, Malcolm Brown, I'm not really too keen on this week. Uh, I know he had a good performance last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm not but too keen on him too, either, but I'm not. A, but I'm not ignoring him. I'm not saying don't. You know, like 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 uh, AJ AJ Brown had a good game, and I'm saying listen, keep him on the bench. Let's wait another week. There's a couple of players like even TJ Hawkinson. I say keep him on the bench. Danny Amendola, these, John Ross. I'm saying you know also these are all players that had really good games last week. That I'm saying keep on your bench. I'm saying Malcolm Brown. I think has some. Uh, significance to at least have flex consideration for, like if you want to touch this game in DFS, right? Uh, and you're, you're looking at a flyer, right? Somebody that you get cheap and might hit be a boom. I consider the player I consider is Trey Quan Smith. He had a 64 percent of snaps last last week, and you know he had a decent showing. You know, like he only had two receptions, but you know he's one of those type of players that could give you a big play. Type type of you know uh, game and then quickly give you you know one reception with, with a touchdown. Uh, that's one player that I will touch in here in big tournament leagues. Uh, Traquan Smith. I rather play Malcolm Brown over Traquan Smith. All right, that's fine. That's what I definitely would rather right. play there. Um, who you got? Oh, in this game, that's right. We gotta go to that. This so, game, uh, the, the Rams are favored to win by three. Give me the Saints this game. Uh, give me Rams and give me the over. So you're going to get the Rams winning and covering, and you want the over. Over on this 50, 53. Yeah. I'll take the Saints and I'll take the over. Boom. All right, Doggy, talk to me a little bit about uh, the Bears and the Broncos. Hey, Bears and Broncos, one thing for sure, Joe Flacco doesn't look like a good quarterback. 
please, 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 don't start Joe Flacco. I hope you're not starting <laughs> Joe Flacco. Uh, I, I strongly get the Bears. Who's the rookie quarterback that they drafted? The Broncos. Yeah, uh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Right. I know he's on IR right now, but you know, in Dynasty, if he's still available, I, I could. You know, he's worth a pickup. Yeah. You know, because once he comes off out of IR, I told Joe Flacco. Is going to lose his job. I told He's, Butch to yeah. uh, pick him up in the draft. All right. I was like, yeah, pick him up. Why not take a shot with him? So shout out to our boy, Butchie. As far as uh, the running backs for the Broncos, uh, it's 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 going to be tough. Look what the uh, Bears did with against the Green Bay Packers. You know, they did they had a good showing. You know, the Bears have a great defense. So Philip Lindsay and, uh, and, and Royce Freeman is going to have a lot of work to do to try to uh, – you know, break through this stout Bears defense. So, you know, you drafted Philip Lindsay high, so I, you, you're probably considering playing him as your RB two and or flex. But you know, I'll say your expectation will be should be low for this. You know, and as far as uh, Manuel Sanders, I'll play him. He had a good showing, you know, uh, last last week. So I, I'll definitely consider playing. You know, uh, Manuel Sanders. You're talking about Denver's that are playing at home, so you got to give it some consideration there Allen Robinson I like Allen Robinson I liked them before uh, before the season started he also had a good game last week I'll definitely start Allen Robinson you could you know and David Montgomery yeah you got to play him uh David Montgomery is somebody that I don't feel like you got to play like I said Matt Nagy has already come out and said that they are um still gonna ease him in I just think once he shows and he's, it's going to be something like a Jordan Howard. They're going to, he's going to figure it out for like the first three weeks. And then I think after like week four or five is when Dave Montgomery is going to be a little more unleashed. Mag Nagy smart enough to know who his best players are to utilize. We're going to say something. Looks like what, what round did you select it? Uh, David Montgomery third. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that there might not be a better option. Like if I bench David Montgomery and I play DD Westbrook and he does really well, you know what I mean? So you would consider DD Westbrook with uh, Ray Fingal? Or yeah, David Montgomery. Yo, listen, Ray <laughs> Finkel didn't do all that bad, man. Don't sleep on Ray Finkel, man. Stop sleeping on my boy Gardner Minshew. Oh man. All right. Well, you know that's what you think. You know now you're putting things into our listeners' heads. Do you know that he completed his first 13 NFL passes? That is the most by a rookie to begin their career in 40 years. I like your little tidbit there. In 40 years. Okay. You know, he led the he led the country in passing yards per game at Washington State with 367.8 yards per game. All right, Uncle Rico. You know, yeah, he looks like Uncle Rico too. <laughs> he does. He throws a pigskin uh how many miles? Cuz throw a pigskin over those mountains, no doubt in my mind. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Coach puts me in the game, we win state. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> Uncle Rico. No doubt in my mind. Uh by the way, just got an update right now from the Fantasy Life app. Le'Veon Bell and Demarius Thomas will practice tomorrow. All right, we're going to get that a little bit right now as we get into the game at the end. Um so I would just do this. If you, I'm, I'm going to more than likely play uh, David Montgomery, especially with after what Josh Jacobs did to the Broncos, but Josh Jacobs got a bulk of everything. Um, but with that being said, just just tamper your expectations for him. Tamper your expectations for uh, David Montgomery. That's all I want to say. Uh, all right, so the Bears are favored here by two and a half. I got the Bears covering that and winning the game. And 40, give me the over. 40, uh, 40 and a half? Yeah, give I, me the I, over. Give me the under on the, on the 40 and a half. I, you know, Vegas sees this as a low-scoring game. Mitch Trubisky had a really horrible game yeah. in his first week. Um, and, 
you're talking about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is not even stretching the field, man. And um, yeah, give me the Bears. Bears and the, and the under. All right. So uh, let's go into the last game of the four o'clock games in the afternoon with the Eagles and the Falcons. Oh no, wait, this is the Sunday night game. Excuse me, Sunday night game. Let's go into the Sunday night game of the Eagles and the Falcons. Uh, the game of the birds going on right now. So. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So um, Carson Wentz, definitely a must play. Uh, Miles Sanders, I know both the running backs in this game had a really bad game last time. Miles Sanders and Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman doesn't really make me too nervous. I think he's going to still be involved. I mean, did that fumble hurt him? Uh, Edo Smith was still heavily involved as well. I just still think that Devontae Freeman is going to to be good enough. You know how many snaps uh, Devontae Freeman and Edo Smith had? 50-50? They went 50-50, man. Yeah. That's concerning. I still think that well, Devontae Freeman had a fumble. I think he got punished for it. That's he got punished for it, right? I think he's going to be okay this game. All right, he should be okay. I mean, it's a pretty good against a pretty good Eagles defense, but uh, still, I just think Devontae Freeman is still a very look. He's still a very talented running back. He had his you know awesome year a couple you know like he killed a couple years ago. He still did pretty good a couple years after that. So you know, we'll see how it goes. Got, I, I would still play him. I'm not. I'm not saying expect fantastic things from him. I, I expect him no, more like in the as an RB two range. Yes. You know? Freeman. But you play both tight ends as well. Hooper. You gotta play Hooper. You gotta play yeah, Hooper, definitely gotta play Hooper. And Ertz. Huh? Zach Ertz, Hooper, you we play. Uh as far as uh the wide receivers, he's definitely gonna be playing Julio Jones. And uh would you start Calvin Ridley here? Yeah. You would start Calvin Ridley. He's still a touchdown guy. They see that. You know, I would still start Matt Ryan, still start Carson Wentz. I would start every noticeable name from there. Uh, even Deshaun Jackson gets such consideration after his big, big, huge wow. game he had last yeah. week. Yeah, he still gets, you know. Now, do, the thing is with Deshaun Jackson, like I play him over like Marquise Brown, A.J. Brown, uh, over John Ross. I still play him because of the fact that Deshaun Rack, Deshaun Raxon, wow. Jackson has. Racking uh, them yards. No, yeah. Deshaun Jackson racking them yards. There you go. He's, uh, he's has a track record of still doing very well in the NFL. And so. he's a veteran, you know, like exactly. he's, he's, what I mean. he's been proven and he proves it every team he has been. And look, first weekend, boom, he gives you monster points, you know. And uh yeah, I definitely you have to consider starting him, you know. Mohamed Sanu is not a bad flex guy, you know. You know he mm. led he led the 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 team in uh in, in snaps. Yeah, but you still. Know? So like he he's not a bad uh flex option. So I'll, I'll consider starting him as a flex, and uh, as far as the uh, any other wide receivers, that's it, right? Yeah, I think there's nothing sneaky. Jeffrey? There's nothing really sneaky about this play. You start who you have drafted. You know, you you drafted off Sean Jeffrey. You drafted him to be like a two or a flex wide receiver anyway. So I don't see anything sneaky about this game. Uh, Eagles, I got in the over. Give me uh, the Falcons and the over. Okay, so last game of the week. Let's just finish this up, wrap this up. Browns and the Jets. So Demarius Thomas is practicing. Demarius Thomas might play this game. If Demarius Thomas plays this game, I don't see him being too relevant. Uh, Tremian, Tremian, wow. See, Trevor Simeon, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback for this game. Looks like going to be Luke Falk is going to be the quarterback for this game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And that's what it looks like. It's going to be Luke Falk as a quarterback for this game. Uh, regardless... They're not going to be as good as Sam Donald. Not to say Sam Donald was the truth anyways, but we both like Sam Donald a lot more than these guys. We like Sam Donald in general, you and I. I know that. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell is going, I feel, to get a ton of uh, 
run in here, reps, and I just think that the Browns are going to start stacking the box. But still, they have some talented receivers over there, the Jets. Jameson Crowder is a good receiver out of the slot. Robbie Anderson is still a speedster receiver that could just stretch the field a lot. I'm not starting nothing. Just Le'Veon Bell. That's I wouldn't the only st- player I'll start for I would Jets. consider Jamison Crowder because I think he's like that safety net slot receiver that will get those catches. In PPR, I would start Jamison Crowder. Uh, depending who you're looking to start him over. Like, I'm not going to start him over David Montgomery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I would I would consider it with, you know, I mean, I would start him over. Who did you ask me, Marvin Jones, earlier or who? Marvin Jones. Oh, who did I ask? I don't remember. You asked me Marvin Jones or somebody. Or John Ross or, or, or Jamison Crowder? Jamison Crowder. I think I would start John Ross. Over I would James start Jamison Crowder. Crowder, and I would and I would even start him over Traquan Smith. We talked about him earlier. Um, so, oh, Miko Harmon, you asked me Miko, earlier. How, I'll start Miko Harmon all day, bro. Probably Miko Harmon there, but still, John J- Jamison Crowder gets a lot of consideration for me. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to get a big workload. Uh, <laughs> would you start <laughs> Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr? Baker Mayfield. Do you know what kind of stones you have to have to start Derek Carr over Baker Mayfield? Even Garden Minshew. That's a good over one. Baker I, Mayfield. I could easily see Derek Carr scoring but the more thing points is, than Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I and I can see even Garden Minshew starting more points than Baker. But the thing is, it is so hard to do that. But this is the point when it comes to fantasy that if you really think that this matchup is that much better, like I would honestly try to stay away from Baker as much as possible because he had such... Granted, it was against a really good defense of the Titans. I don't think it's going to happen. Lightning's going to strike twi- twice in the same place. I think he's going to do fine. But still, he doesn't have a good game. He, he just has a lot of weapons to... It's hard to ignore Baker with it, you know. So, he, you know, he's got his Jarvis Landry. He's got his Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best wide receivers in the game. And, uh, you know, we'll see what watch he wears this week. But it's um, <laughs> David Njoku, Nick Chubb. So it's it's a lot of weapons for them. But you, you start all your noticeable Browns players, and you play the Browns defense. Yeah, he's definitely playing the Browns defense. You for know. sure. Uh, and, yeah, I got Cleveland winning if, you know, you wanted to know. The Browns are favored by 2.5 to win this it, game. It might have changed now. It's probably like 40. Five, it might be five and a half now. Maybe four 40, and a half. 45. You got the over-under? I got the under. All right, I'll take the Browns as well, and I'll take the under on this as well. All right, so that's our episode here for today, party people. Uh, once again, hit us up at BFB Podcast, uh, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram. Don't forget, check out www.overlaydfs.com. Start playing their platform and their way of playing daily fantasy football. It is fantastic. Uh, and any questions, hit us up in a single time, party people. Week two is almost here. Yeah, buena suerte. Success of the less, party people. Peace.